everyone, and welcome to the house. I'm Naaman here with the Prosy and the Confusioner, and uh, we also have a special guest today, Matty Ice. And uh, welcome to the house. Uh, today we got a lot of things. We got March Madness heating up, NFL free agency is in full swing. We have Aaron Rodgers potentially making a big move, uh, a few other quarterbacks going around the league, and a few trade ups in the NFL draft potentially with the Carolina Panthers and the Bears. But we'll talk about that more. Uh, I'm going to throw it over to you for the rundown. All right. So to give a context order of how we're going to do this on the podcast today for episode 25, we're going to talk about that craziness that is the NFL trade deadline, all the moves being made, all the money being thrown around. Next, yes, what is Aaron Rodgers' next move? Is he retiring? Is he a Packer again? Or is he a Jet? Is he a blank? Is he a blank? We don't know. Next, the brackets are open So how will March Madness unfold? And lastly, we'll be discussing our brackets on this podcast, and we'll find out who on this podcast has the best bracket for this year's big dance. Mm. I'm going to push the ball back over to Naaman to give you guys the question of the week. So yeah, the question of the week is, where would you build a new sports franchise? In what city? In what sport? Each person gets one pick. Um, If you guys want me to, I can go first. Uh, Go ahead. ahead, Yeah. My question. Oh yeah, yeah. So um, I would I would bring a NBA team back to Seattle. I feel like they were a big NBA like just city in general when they had the SuperSonics. They missed the SuperSonics, and there's still a bunch of basketball fans there. It's a big city, um, and they need an NBA team. So yeah. yeah, So Um, I'll go next. I want to bring an MLB team to Orlando. Mm, I think okay. that Orlando is a buzzing city. I think they only have the magic right now. And I guess if you want to count the MLS, they have Orlando City. But I feel like there's a lot of baseball in Florida. A lot of the spring training is held in either southwest Florida, southeast Florida, or in Tampa. And I think that's like a nice central location where you could also have spring training and a new MLB franchise. Not Jacks. Not Jax. Jax is too cluttered. Um, they already have that big minor league team, too, as well, whereas Orlando doesn't even have a minor league team. Didn't know that. Oh, huh. Dang. Mm. Yeah, that'd be a good spot. And also, just you have to think the talent, too. Yeah. I'll go ahead and throw an answer out there. Um, it's Matty Ice. Always happy to be back at the house for To the House with the boys. Happy to join you guys today. Um, I think that mine would have to be like a professional wiffle ball team mm-hmm. and it'd be based in Des Moines, Des Moines, Iowa. Obviously. And it'd be like the Des Moines Diablos. Right. And it would be a professional wiffle ball team. <laughs> I just think that the city of Des Moines, Iowa, I mean when we were there, I mean It's a fears, metropolis. It's a metropolis. It's a it's a, it just inhabits a Fierce culture yeah. of it's Atlanta, basically. It's basically Atlanta, like minus a lot of cool <laughs> stuff. But other than that, atmospheres are very similar. Just the the locals there, just I feel really rally around what they believe in, and I think the Des Moines Diablos could be hmm. the spark that they rally behind and believe in. So that would be my sports franchise. Cool. That's good. Mm. I can already picture the merch for the. I'm picturing like a hot pepper like holding a baseball bat. With a ball bat. With a ball bat. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So mine's not super creative, but it's something that I think 
might actually happen in the future. I would, I think an NFL team in London would be really cool. We see the, the, you know, the games happening across the pond past few years. Um, I would really like to see the league expand internationally one day. I think that'd be really cool. The logistics of it might be hard because then traveling to the States all the time, it's a lot of flying back and forth and such. And, you know, getting a fan base out there would be a lot of work. But I think it could happen. NFL's only growing in popularity. Uh, and I, I think it'd be cool to see it expand internationally one day. So that I think that's, cool. that's my To that's quote my the great Ron Swanson, history began July 4th, 1776. Everything before that was a mistake. True. <laughs> true. That's true. Yeah. And then one other city I want to point out for NFL is like just Oklahoma City. Like Oklahoma, yeah. the state in general, mm. they love their football there. Yeah. They're dying for a football team there. Or just, just more sports teams in general. Yeah. Um, their only professional team is the Oklahoma City Thunder. And nobody really cares about basketball in Oklahoma. Yeah. Maybe. And the Thunder. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the Thunder, like, do they really care about the Thunder? <laughs> not since KD and yeah. left. I was going to say, yeah, not anymore. <laughs> But they are diehard football fans, Sooner fans, uh, Cowboy fans. Yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah, that was our question of the week. Um, good answers, everyone. And then, so now we're going to tune into NFL free agency mm-hmm. and trades. Yeah. Um, a lot of big news happened this week. Uh, the Panthers moved up with the Bears. They traded their ninth overall pick and DJ Moore, their star receiver, to move up to the number one overall pick to and a couple other things. And a couple yeah. other things. They traded away a lot of picks. Uh, but they got their number one overall pick, and they're going to get their QB of the future. Who is it going to be? We don't know. But No, we do. We, we do. do. So It's, it's going to be Andy Dalton. It's going to be Andy Dalton. So, oh, my gosh. So I'll talk a little bit about it, open it up a little bit. Um, I am a Panthers fan. Um, for those of you who remember, I actually kind of called this a couple weeks ago on the pod. I did mention that the Bears were looking into – trading away their first-round pick to the Panthers. Um, was hoping that maybe we didn't trade away as much as we did for it, but I think looking at the trade and seeing how much we did decide to give up for that pick tells me that there's someone on the draft board who we refuse to let anyone else have, and we don't want to take any chances on losing that person. And I've also talked about this every time I think I've been on the pod when we talk about the Panthers We've obviously been trying to find that franchise quarterback and fill that Cam Newton void ever since, you know, our Super Bowl appearance in 2015. Um, I've kind of just played quarterback roulette and tried to, to make something happen that we can put a franchise tag on. I think that that next person is going to be CJ Stroud personally. Um, I could also see it'd be a little bit of a hot take, but I could also possibly see. Anthony Richardson, mm-hmm. just because he's so Cam Newton-esque in the way that he is a freak athlete with mm-hmm. tremendous size. But I do think C.J. Stroud will be the 1-1. One, one. Okay. That adds up with Peter Peter King's report because your new coach, Frank Wright, um, he doesn't like small quarterbacks. Because Frank Wright was a quarterback himself. He's a taller guy. He's used mm-hmm. to that taller quarterback. Mm-hmm. So the reports are he's definitely not going Bryce Young. Yeah. So if you're the Texans at two, that's music to your ears because they really like Bryce Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and they don't even need to trade up. or tra- So, like, a lot of people thought the Panthers could even trade back to two once they get one. Yeah. But right. I think it'll work out because the Panthers are leaning towards a bigger quarterback. Personally, I don't think they should take Anthony Richardson. 
But they just um, they ju- who they just signed Andy Dalton. Andy right? Dalton. Yeah. So now, if they wanted to take An- Anthony Richardson, they could make him even like sit and like kind of wait for uh, him to develop a little bit too. But yeah. do you want to do that with the number one overall pick? No, I think the reason they they won't is because it is the number one overall pick. I think that if we Caleb Confucione and I were talking about this a little earlier, I think mm-hmm. if they had kept their ninth pick. I think that's kind of where Richardson is going to fall. I don't think he's a 1-1. But who knows? Crazier things have happened in the NFL. I do personally (laughs) think it'll be C.J. Stroud. Um, But who knows? Yeah, that's what I said. I I don't think they would have made this trade and gone for that one spot if they weren't planning on taking Stroud. There's no reason to trade up and be that aggressive in a trade for Anthony Richardson because I agree he's probably going to fall. Probably not, maybe not out of the top 10, but in the 7, 8, 9 sort of range is what I would imagine. Um, maybe earlier. I don't know. Someone might be aggressive and, and, and really want him. But I think there's the – th- the thing about Richardson is there's a lot of intangibles there. That I mean, just his athleticism and his arm strength. And, I mean, everyone knows that. All I mean, all of that stuff that you cannot teach is there. It's just the things that you have to teach him is what is concerning. Mm-hmm. But I, I could see him in Seattle, maybe behind Geno for a year or two. I think, and I think Pete Carroll would be a great mentor to him. And if there's anyone in this league that's going to be able to coach him up and mold him into a good quarterback, I think Pete Carroll is the guy for that. Yeah. Um, and so, Geno Smith. And Geno. And yeah. G- I mean, to be mentored by Geno for a couple of years. Um, that would just be, I think that would be the most effective thing for him. But, um, yeah. yeah. I also don't think they're going to do Anthony Richardson because that's more of a been there, done that. Yeah. I think it's really Cam Newton. CJ Stroud is the number one QB in this draft. Yeah. If you have the number it, one pick, it, it could be Bryce Young, but based on the head coach, yes. You if you have, Stroud. if you have the number one pick and you're the Carolina Panthers, first of all, actually, yeah, take CJ Stroud, but the Bears are back. Yeah, the Bears oh, yeah. are back. The Bears are back. Bears I am are so they are they are growling. And yeah. those Bears have made some great moves, especially, and they're still have the most salary cap or the most salary space of any NFL team. Yeah, and they signed obviously DJ Moore in that trade, which is wonderful. <clears throat> um, I forget who their GM is. Paulston it sounds right. Paulston's their GM. Um, he has just made some money moves and. Like they got Demarcus, they just agreed to a three-year deal with Demarcus Walker. They signed Trey Edmonds from Buffalo. Huge, he's huge. huge signing. Four Great years, tackle. seventy-two million, which is fifty million guaranteed. They signed T.J. Edwards and Patrick Scales, which are two more linebackers to aid that lineup. And I mean, on paper, right now, these Bears are really shaping up to be something that will make the NFC North a little more competitive next year, especially if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return. Yeah, yeah, they'll finally be able to kind of be on par with the NFC South with the Saints and Panthers and <laughs> yeah, how competitive they were this past season. Did you mention uh, Demarcus Walker? Yeah, Demarcus yeah. Walker. Yeah, FSU alum. So the Bears, good for them. Their front office seems like they got it together. Um, yeah, but they still have a lot of improvement to be done. But with that cap space, they have the ability to sign those players. Did you see that the Saints didn't get rid of Michael Thomas? Yeah, yeah, your no. contract. Yeah, which you know, I, I think, and and I, I have not been high on him at all. Mm-hmm. But I think after signing um, Carr, he, I think Thomas is, his morale, his spirit seem to be a little bit higher now. He tweeted something. Mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it said. I'm not on the, the Twitter, but 
<laughs> he tweeted something optimistic. He seemed to be happy about it is what I heard, so that's good news. Yeah. Um, and it, it sucks that we, you know, we have to, like, do certain things to make him happy, and we're kind of, like, under whatever mood he's in. It's just, like, if he's going to play or not. But regardless, happy he's, you know, like likely going to play as long as his toe is okay. There should be by now. I know he's dealt with a lot of injuries, but if I mean, if him and Olave are on the field, that's a solid one too, right there. So um, I'm hopeful for our offense. We just got to beef beef up the line a little bit. Yeah. And then talking about other moves, Aaron Rodgers. Talking about the NFC. Really quick with Aaron Rodgers because that's a little more dicey. We need to talk about your Miami Dolphins. Oh yeah, yeah. So we uh, we actually well we signed well we didn't sign we traded for Jalen Ramsey and I think we paid. A pretty good price, like only a third round pick. Yeah. Now Jalen Ramsey is coming off of a subpar year for his standards, um, but the Rams are going younger on defense, mm. so it made sense for both sides. Now I don't know how well McDaniel's can control uh, the personality of Jalen Ramsey. McDaniel's yeah. is not a guy who I don't know. He he can't really control big personalities, in my opinion. So we'll see. Um, I'm excited though because Tua on offense and then Jalen on defense, and we have we're building a pretty good defense. We have Bradley Chubb now, um, and then we jeez, oh, what is we have another good corner as well. I'm forgetting his name, but I'm really excited about our team next year. Tua's yeah. got to carry the load, yeah. But even if Tua doesn't carry it, we just signed another quarterback. And um, Confucione and I were talking about it a little bit earlier too, and you mentioned like the control issue that that may arise and. Miami and I I mean one of the things that I kind of said earlier when we were discussing it is I think Jalen Ramsey is very much a Dion-esque player in a lot of ways I mean mm-hmm. one you have the athleticism and just kind of the outright fact that he's one of if not the best corner in the league um, and of course the other aspect that he's like Dion is that he knows it yeah. um, and you look at Dion look at his career he you know he's very similar in that Dion, Jalen, both of them like to win. They demand to win. And if yep. they're a part of an organization that Can. d- cannot do that anymore, they demand a trade or they find a way to make business decisions. They will be loud. Yeah. To get them in organizations that have a chance to win. Um, yeah. I think Jalen's done a really good job of that. I think that Miami has to know that he's like that. And I I mean, like you said, I think that they paid a, a really good price. I was very shocked to see that he went for just the third round pick. And it's um, risky though because he's Hunter got... Long is a tight end that the Miami sent. Oh, oh yeah, to. it's a, Hunter Long, tight end whoever whoever that guy is. Hunter Long is a backup to a backup to a backup. Yeah, and then they sent that third round pick. Yeah. So it wasn't the it only... was the contract. Yeah. That's the reason why it wasn't too much draft pick compensation. Is his. His contract, it'll be like, I think it's 18 for two years. Yeah. So if Jalen does not get back to his peak performance, um, then yeah, that's a big contract for very little performance. But we did sign Mike White to be our say, backup, yeah. which White. I'm actually really excited about that because it's kind of just like, a, I hope Tua can stay healthy, but also the season isn't over <clears throat> if Tua gets hurt again, which was the case this year. We had to literally... Mm-hmm. It was so bad. It wasn't as bad as the 49ers where they were putting Christian McCaffrey at quarterback, but we were literally playing with a rookie seventh-round pick at quarterback, Yeah, which you're not going to yeah, win games. No. White, White is a serviceable backup for sure. Yeah. Like he's he, he did as well as he could have in New York. I think, yeah, he's definitely a serviceable backup to Tua. If Tua gets hurt, which 
Could you know, we know we know what happens from time to time. He's fragile right now. He's a he's a fragile dude. Also, um, then you've got White to back him up, which is really good news for y'all. That was a good sign. Also, signing the re-signing the running back combo of Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. Yeah, he's, signing them both back oh, yeah. is going to be great because it's going to they're both going to be less injury prone because they're going to obviously split those carries, which seemed to work well for Miami last year. Yeah. They're electric. They're yeah. really good. Each I mean each two year okay, Raheem's <laughs> contract is a two year five point six million dollar deal, which is cheap. And then Jeff Wilson is a two year six million dollar deal. Uh Moster I think is a better back. Moster's actually yeah. a speedster. Him and Tyreek uh in high school were track athletes and in college, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, Mostert doesn't look fast, but he's fast when he hits the open field. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we can move on to the Aaron Rodgers stuff because yeah. there's a lot of cryptic things going on. Yeah, run that down. Yeah, so um, so Aaron Rodgers, it's been eight weeks since uh, he kind of just went silent on whether he's staying with the Packers or he's going to hit free agency. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of it was between Packers, Jets, and Raiders. He, he went on a darkness retreat. He went on a darkness let's, let's retreat. Not forget. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then he came out and didn't make a decision. Sensory deprivation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so a lot of people are upset about that because for seven days he had a darkness retreat. Did you did you hear Colin Coward kept saying about that? No, that's okay. Well, he, <laughs> I'll just Colin Coward kept saying he's like he said it's like if I told my wife you know like, oh yeah know this is working out I'm gonna go t- on a trip to Vegas with the boys for a week. It's and like, I'll let you know once I get I'll back. I'll let you know once I get back, which was like just such a stupid coward thing to say. But and then But it was it was also like and I mean, then what are you get saying back, makes sense. You though. get back from the Vegas trip and you tell your wife, I don't know, I need some I still need some time. Yeah, like it's, it's like no, you need good. an give your wife an answer. Like the know? wife is the Packers <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. So we'll I mean, see. Yeah, it's seeming like it's either retirement or the Jets. Yes, because I want to get yeah. to that cryptic part. So Aaron Rodgers put out a tweet. I think it said soul the other day, which S-U-L-L-L-L-L-L. And no one really knew what that meant. And then a bunch of Jets players also tweeted like an hour later. So a lot of people are just connecting those dots. And Aaron Rodgers, that's the only thing he said since his darkness retreat. And then all of a sudden today, um, it came out that the, the Jets received a um, wish list from Rodgers of players to get. And it's just like, well, the Jets are getting them. The Jets have signed three or four of the players on the wish list. And then the last thing that's kind of connecting all the dots is uh, there's a just all of a sudden appearance on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow at 1 p.m. And Aaron Rodgers yeah. has a special announcement. Yeah. So a lot of people in the comments are like, you're not LeBron. This is not like the decision, bro. Yeah. Like a lot of people are thinking that's what he's kind of trying to do. So we'll see at one o'clock tomorrow. Aaron Rodgers is a weirdo. Can we uh <laughs> we have a mega Jets fan oh, really? okay. to get on the line. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh my buddy Drew is gonna call in. He's been a Jets fan for most of his life, and he's been texting me pretty much all week about this, a lot today. Yeah. Uh because the Jets also just signed um Lazard today. Oh, That's yeah, four year forty four million dollar contract. Which which is huge. huge. Uh, and obviously that fulfills part of Roger's wish list. I don't even like Alan Lazard. What the heck? But I think, I think he's good. I think let's let's see what he has to say about all this hoopla. What's up? What's up, buddy? How are you? 
Good. How are y'all? Doing well. We're doing good, dude. We've got we've got a uh, Maddie Ice, myself, Naaman, and Caleb all here. Uh, we just need to ask you a few questions about the New York Jets because um, we're confused about Aaron. Well, we're not we're not as confused as we were maybe a few days ago about Aaron Rodgers. We're anticipating something. We're anticipating something big happening tomorrow at uh, one Eastern, twelve Central on the Pat Mac Matt McAfee show, and uh, we're just curious your thoughts on everything. And first and foremost. How did you become a Jets fan? Because you're from Florida, so that doesn't really add up. So, yeah, I've lived in Florida my entire life, and uh, so Caleb can speak to this a little bit. But growing up, we were um, we were never um, successful at winning in the sports that we played. Uh, <laughs> our teams were always garbage. So yeah, what true. I wanted to do was – basically follow any like any kid does follow any team that wins and so you know everybody says history repeats itself and now we're trying to recruit another uh green bay packer quarterback so when uh brett Favre went to the jets i went to the jets and at that point my dad says hey whatever team you're on you're stuck this is the team for the rest of your life. And my dad has the right to say this because he's a Raiders fan. So he's suffered for a long time too. So, uh, yeah, I basically got stuck at like age 10 being a Jets <laughs> fan and I've just run with it. So you would describe your situation as a fan as stuck. <laughs> St- correct. That is, that's what it's like as a, the life of a Jets fan. I'm stuck. Yeah. That's, that's good content. I appreciate it. Were that. you there during the butt fumble days? <laughs> he was. N- name and ask if you're there during the butt fumble days, which I know you were. Um, oh yeah, oh yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Those I, I remember watching um, not top ten, and they literally had to retire that play on Sports Center because <laughs> for 52 weeks straight it was the worst play in all of sports. <laughs> that's hilarious, <laughs> as it should be. But um, that's yes, incredible. That, that, that was my life. So, um, so so obviously we we just said this before you came on, but um. Lazard um, gets signed today. That's part of Rogers' wish list. Um, what do you make of that? And what do you make of just the impact Rogers would have if this were to actually go through? So basically, all you need to know about this whole situation is that Aaron Rodgers is extremely selfish. <laughs> yeah, I true. Mean, he, he has created a situation to draw all the attention to himself, and he did it last year. And if he plays again, and whether he goes to Green Bay or the Jets or somewhere else, uh, he's going to do it again next year. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much what has gone down with him. And so my thoughts are that I I preferred to have Derek Carr, obviously. Um, he went he went elsewhere. Um, so Yeah, he went to a better place. He's no longer there. So. And I really didn't – I didn't really – want Derek Carr over Rodgers because of talent. Um, I mean, you can obviously look at Aaron Rodgers and his career speaks for itself and he's been, he's going to be a first year Hall of Fame quarterback, no doubt. Um, But the fact that he has won maybe two years tops, I think left to play in the league. I don't think it's worth trading two first round picks for that. And I, I felt like with the, the, the team that we have around the quarterback position with some stud offensive weapons, um, an offensive line that is missing one or two pieces. And 
a top five defense in the league, I really felt like we could throw anybody other than Zach Wilson in there and it would be successful. So Yeah, that's fair. So so let me ask you, if if from a longevity standpoint and Rodgers has, you know, like you said, a year or two left in the league most likely, would you rather have say like and I've heard Stephen A talk about this a little bit, would you rather have like a Lamar Jackson get signed rather than Aaron Rodgers? Absolutely. One hundred percent. Because either way, right, with with Lamar Jackson's restricted restricted free agent tag, uh, or whatever it's called, he you're required to give Baltimore an option to re-sign him. I don't think they would, but mm-hmm. the result of that is you have to give up two first-round picks. So you're basically trading two first-round picks for Lamar Jackson, and you have to pay him, which is exactly what we're probably going to have to do with Aaron Rodgers, right. except we would get a five- or six-year deal out of it rather than a one- or two-year deal two. out of it. Yeah. So yeah. It, it doesn't seem like it should be, even be a question, and – you know, I've I've learned to trust Joe Douglas, the GM for the Jets, because he's done some pretty awesome things. Uh, but th- that one, not even considering Lamar Jackson, at least publicly at all, um, kind of makes me scratch my head a little bit. But you are getting a Hall of Fame quarterback if you get Aaron Rodgers. Now he will. Is he is true. a basket case. And, like, if your receivers just drop it for a game, Aaron Rodgers isn't bigger than that. He will talk about that publicly and be like, the receivers need to shape up. These guys are acting young or whatever he'll say on the mic. But sure. so, but you're getting a Hall of Fame quarterback. And, and, I mean, Tom Brady, towards the end of his career, did the same thing, right? Tampa got a Hall of Fame quarterback, and he may not have gone – gotten on the mic, but y'all have referenced his abuse to some tablets every so often. Uh, so it was he was pretty profound about that, but it resulted in a Super Bowl for Tampa Bay. Yeah. So I'll, I would take yeah. that any day of the week. Yeah, and I think with a quarterback that's competent under center, I think that the Jets have the pieces all around to make that happen. I, I, I Drew, you know me. I've been high on the Jets hey, since the, know, this season. So... Um, one, one last question for you. Do you think Rodgers added, uh, obviously, you know, all the moves you guys have made thus far, with the addition of Rodgers, are you guys contenders for the division and, like, serious, legitimate contenders to win that division? And if you think yes to that, then what about the conference? Yes and yes for so, me. I, you know, I just <laughs> talked about Tom Brady. Uh, I think Tom Brady definitely had a better situation than Aaron Rodgers would have because he walked into a, one of the worst divisions in football. No offense uh, to the Saints fans, but uh, yeah, it's fine. And the, and the the conference is not uh, anywhere near what the AFC is. They have Philadelphia, but and now San Francisco. But otherwise, he had a much easier track than Rodgers will. Yeah, I do think. I do think. We immediately would become contenders for the division and contenders to be in the championship game. Um, I, I think that that would put us equivalent to Buffalo uh, because of our mm. defense. And this offseason, Buffalo has already lost a couple of studs off of their defense. Mm. Um, and so I think if we can retain our young core on our defense – and, and maybe add another linebacker or two, uh, I think we'll be definitely competitive for the division. For the conference, um, you know, I think I told somebody today, I, I think that 
Patrick Mahomes, if he keeps doing what he's doing, he's going to be a top three quarterback of all time. And and I don't mm. think really if he if he goes out and wins three more Super Bowls and four more MVPs, he's going to be up there with Tom Brady. So I, I don't I'm not even going to try to compare to that. And but I think they could hang with Cincinnati. I think they could hang with Buffalo. And I think they would be good enough to compete with Kansas City. And you know, one or two bounces go your way, or the refs blow a call or something, and all of a sudden you're in the Super Bowl. I think that's realistic. Um, yeah. And I, but I do think it's only a one or two year window. Whereas if it was with another quarterback, the ceiling may be a little bit lower, but it may be a little bit more of a longevity process. But if you had Lamar Jackson, I think you get both. So. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, think about it, like, you know, the Jags competed with Kansas City this year. I mean, they, they still lost the game, and yeah, I, I think it was by eight, but, I mean, they competed, and the Jags are an up-and-coming team who, like, yeah. I would say probably has less talent than the Jets would with Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Now, grit and passion and fight and, like, you know, those cats are crazy, but at the same time, I think the Jets, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. Like, they could definitely, they could definitely compete. I think the- I think Jacksonville's defense uh, is not as good as the Jets' defense. I do think their offense meshes really, really well together. I think Trevor Lawrence has it going on down there, uh, and I sure. think they've got they've got some really elusive, good wide receivers. And uh, Etienne out of the back, I think, is pretty solid as well. Uh, but I, I think I think that you're going to have your top three in the AFC, and then I think it would be. Jets at four, and then Jacksonville at five. Um, and mm. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, thank you for your input. We appreciate your time. Um, I, I know we, we reference you a lot. We talk about you a lot, but it's good to finally uh, get your get your thoughts on this particular topic. And we will be eagerly tuning in to the Pat McAfee Show tomorrow at one p.m. Eastern. I know it'd be twelve uh, for you, twelve Central, but. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man, looking forward to what uh, the Jets have in store for you. It might actually be the most entertaining season for you thus far as a Jets fan. Yeah. So, And by the time this drops, they'll, we'll probably have an answer. So. True, true, true. Yeah. yeah. All, All right, right, dude. Well, have a good rest of your, uh, your rest of your evening, and we will talk to you soon, I'm sure. All right. Thank you, guys. See you. See you, See you group. Bye. All right, one quick thing. If Aaron Rodgers either decides to retire or go back to the Packers, rip to the Jets because uh, they don't have a QB right now. So that would stink. Yeah. But in other uh, – They do have Lazard. They do they have, do have Lazard. Lazard. They have Lazard. <laughs> Who they could mold into a QB if they, were, really, if they really, really try. Get the ball to Brees Hall. Every play, Wildcat. That's what I'm saying. saying. But uh, in other NFL just change-ups, Stephon Gilmore went to the Cowboys – and then Darren Waller got traded to the Giants today. Uh, Lazard went to the Jets. Dalton went to the Panthers. Rodgers went to question mark. Um, and then other things, the Broncos are on a spending spree right now. They are surrounding mm. Russell Wilson with good offensive linemen, a running back, and Shema- uh, Samaj P. Ryan. And they also, um, yeah, they literally spent the second most in free agency right now on a player for Mike McClinky, right behind Derek Carr. They, they gave him an $87 million contract. Jawan Taylor, an offensive lineman for the Jags, signed an $80 million contract with the Chiefs, which, boo. And then Jimmy G went from the 49ers to the Raiders. 
So that's a big turn. And um, the Raiders got a QB. Again, he's not a superstar, but he can throw the ball. And they have a lot of offensive players, the Raiders do. So those are the big free agency moves right now. There's a lot of players that still need to be moved. Um, a big one, Matt Stafford could be on the move. Uh, maybe a few other players on the Rams. There's a few other teams looking to move off pieces as well. So stay tuned. We'll keep you updated. And we're going to head into March Madness now. Awesome, dude. All right. So what I'm doing currently right now mm-hmm. is I sent the three of you guys and our editor, John David, all a bracket so we can all track who has the best bracket for this year's big dance. Sweet. So, um, yeah, it's getting crazy up in here right now. As we record, the two games that are being played right now are the 16 seeds and the 11 seeds mm. facing off to see who will make it to the big dance, as well as to, on <clears throat> Thursday... We'll start our games. First game that kicks off the official bracket is West Virginia versus Maryland. So be staying tuned for those, mm-hmm. and we will keep track closely. Right now, Texas A&M CC is beating Southeast Missouri State. Battle of a couple of 16 seeds. Oh, yeah. But because we're recording as of the 14th of March. Who does the winner of that game play? Um, Let me look real quick. I think quick. it's Alabama. I think it is Alabama. Yeah, so they play... Yeah, they play Alabama. Did you see what was the team not Texas A&M? Um, Southeast Missouri. Yeah, so they play Alabama. So rip like whoever wins that is just gonna probably have a first round exit. Yeah, true. But, uh, I have Bama going very far. So, I actually have Bama going all the way to the championship wow. this year. Okay. Wow. Hey, respect to that. Um. So we'll get into our picks. Uh, not our picks, but just like who are a few teams that you guys have going far? Should we do a who's we have to win and who's our sleeper like we did last week, but a more educated yes. pick? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. you can start. Yeah. So yeah, whoever your sleeper team is that you have making it pretty far, and then who is your pick to win? I would say that my sleeper team this year, um... If I'm looking at it right now, Texas A&M is a big sleeper team mm. for me. They're a seven seed, which... They shouldn't be. Yeah, they, they probably they're upset shouldn't be. Right now. Yeah, I, I would be too. So I have Texas A&M uh, going all the way to the... I mean, I have them going only in the second round because they would have to play Texas next. And okay. I think Texas is a better team. Okay. But and then but my, they have a chance to make it. I think they have a chance. I think if they go far, I won't be surprised. Yeah. And then my pick to win is actually Kansas for the second year in a row, mm. which is kind of eh, – I don't know how I feel about that, but I do believe that Kansas is better than Bama. Yeah, fair. All right. Um, I guess I can go next. So my team to win it is Houston just because it's hard – they're just a very good team this year. There's no dominant team, but Houston's just looked the most put together. They have experienced guys. They have good chemistry, and they're good free throw shooters, which is all just – and they have great defense, which all is a spell for a national championship usually. So I'm going to go Houston. But my sleeper team – oh, my gosh. Is a four seed considered a sleeper? No. I would say so. I would say anything outside of a three seed. UConn is my deep sleeper. I have their four seed. I have them making uh, the final four. But my actual super sleeper is going to be. It's going to be Creighton. I really, really love Creighton uh, this year. They're just a really good team. I think they're underranked. I think if they had an easier path, I could get. I could see them going farther. But they have to play Arizona. 
in, yeah, um, that's, yeah. in the Sweet 16, which if they win that, though, I think they're over the hump. But um, they're a really good team. If they are if they played any other two seed, I'd have them winning. But I really like <clears> Arizona. Mm-hmm. So that, that's my sleeper. Also, Utah State and Penn State. Got to throw those out there. If they make deep runs, I will come back to this moment and say, <laughs> So. Yeah, so just name half the teams on the bracket <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, yeah, Utah State was my sleeper. That was going to be my – I no, 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 you're good. You're good. I, I, I'm glad you agree with me on that. Um, it gives me a little more confidence in it. But I think Utah State – I actually have Utah State and Creighton playing each other mm. in the uh, Sweet 16. Mm. Um, so I have both of them doing, you know, really well. And up to that point, I've got uh, Utah State um, making it actually into the Final Four only to get beat by Purdue, who I think is going to go all the way. And uh, win it this year. I really like Purdue. Um, so they've they've done. They did really really well at the beginning of the year. Kind of faltered a little bit later in the season, but I think they can catch some fire again in the tournament. Um, so I'm I'm really high on Purdue right now. The Boilermakers. <laughs> and then Matt, what about you? Um, yeah, I'm gonna kind of agree with Prozy. Uh, I do like Alabama. I think that they are. I mean, like we said, there's no like dominant teams, but I think that they have a. They have a, like a really dominant posture and a really dominant attitude. I think they play really physical basketball and really fast basketball. Um, play really chippy, so I think I do. I do like them. I also do like Kansas. I think they'll make it pretty far. Um, my sleeper picks. Um, I haven't put a ton of stock into into March like I normally would. Once Carolina kind of disappointed me, I you know I that lost wait, a little interest. Pause. Sorry. No, the um, Carolina Tar Heels are the biggest, as of right now, I didn't say this, are looking like the biggest cowards in college basketball ever because they got invited to the NIT tournament and declined it. So they're the first team since, like, 1985 when this all, like, because the NIT used to be... but they said, like, because of COVID. The the NIT used to be the national championship. Like, it used to be before Mm -hmm. March Madness was a thing. And so ever since then, they're the first team to go all the way to the finals to the following season not even play in any sort of postseason. Mm-hmm. Which is yeah. like, okay, we get it. Like, you don't want to be in – you're not in March Madness, but, like, play in the NIT. Like, yeah. And they would have been able to host games. That's Yeah, really cool like, they're, they're the high up there. Is, I think you host the first two or three rounds at, yeah. in Chapel Hill. Yeah, but they didn't want to deface their program with the NIT. Badge. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't, I don't know like the specifics of what you know that whole decision. My, my guess would be something similar to what Naaman was saying. Too much it's pride. Just, yeah, just too much pride. I mean, and right, kind of rightfully so. Like I think Duke, UNC, like these teams that are in, at least in like basketball programs that are truly just like blue bloods. Like I mean, since like nineteen. 60 like UNC Duke that matchup where both of them have been unranked that's happened like four times since 1960 like yeah like think about the history there thinking thinking about like the high standards that they come in and typically fulfill year after year after year Duke is dancing this year um UNC yeah. one of the first four out Duke is I was gonna say Duke is actually they're sneakily dangerous. They're sneakily dangerous. They are one of my sleepers. And then on the kind of the slower pace side of things, I think Virginia might also make a deep-ish run. I don't know if I see them going like Final Four, um, but I think that you won't find a team in the dance that plays a better 30 seconds of defense um, consistently throughout the entire game. Let me tell you something about Duke, bro. Duke 
first wins the ACC tournament. Mm-hmm. We didn't. I didn't think that was going to happen. But how crazy would it be, just to kind of give a scenario, if they won the whole thing? And how far fetched is that exactly? I don't think it's far fetched for, for Duke to, for Duke? Duke to win it all. I don't think it's far fetched. And I think if they do, that speaks volumes to how not so great Coach K was. Well, yeah, yeah. If they win it, yeah. In for the sure first Coach year K without him, won. that means Coach K should have won the national but title to be fair, it ten is Coach times at least. Still. Okay, but yeah. It's not his coaching. You're right. I'm just saying. It's like how was he? Like he he won five titles in his career. Yeah. Five. Only one of those was back to back. Yeah. And That's, basketball is one of those sports where you could look at Coach K or Roy Williams and you can kind of look and be like, why have you not won more? Bill yeah. Self is another one. Because basketball, you only have five players on the court. And if you're consistently getting the best five stars, again, it is a lot about team bonding and building. But it's not like football where you need an entire roster. So, I don't know. Um, but it would be interesting if Duke made a deep run. I think they can. They can. They are definitely a sleeper of the tournament. Xavier is another one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Xavier, sorry. Get them all in there, Naaman. That way you can come back in a, in a few weeks and say, I told you so. I told hey, you. I did my research. I listed four sleepers. That's all. And there's 64 teams. So uh, I think a few overhyped teams. I think Bama will hit a hit a spurt, like a, 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 a roadblock in the Elite Eight or the Final Four. Uh, they are very young, I think, inexperienced. But I think they're overhyped. I think Tennessee's overhyped. They just lost their starting point guard. Yeah, so I think they're not going to make it that far. Um, and I think Purdue could be potentially bounced pretty early. Uh, we'll see. Um, they've struggled down the stretch, as Caleb mentioned. So Yeah, they have. Uh, we'll keep you guys updated. Again, we're going to rank each other and see how it turns out during March and yeah. see who has the best and the worst. And, and the best part is we don't have to keep track of this by hand, like yeah. NFL True. standings. This we can just look at the app, which is nice. True. Yeah. Your Capital One March Madness Live Challenge <laughs> has started now. Starting now. And as we're speaking, FSU Softball is playing the number one Oklahoma Sooners. The top six matchup, FSU's mm-hmm. number six. We're playing them, sadly, in Oklahoma. So uh, they have a lot of home field advantage there, and they're starting Jordan Jordan Ball. She's an amazing pitcher. So uh, we'll see if we can upset them. We're already down 1-0. But, um, What's yeah. the inning? Two. Okay. Hey, that's less than our baseball team. Our baseball team is currently down 7-0. to zero Yeah, our yeah. baseball team is hitting a skid right now. Yeah. Um, Everything is fine. But yeah. we beat TCU. So yeah. Yeah, Are we ranked right now? No, we should. Oh, we were for like a second. We were. Yeah. So, stay tuned. We'll keep you updated with all things FSU sports and March Madness and NFL free agency. This was to the house. Uh, this was Naaman, Caleb, and Caleb, and Matt. And peace out, y'all. Woo! <laughs>